0: Listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian, I'm on the phone with Ashwin, and today we're talking about Witchfinder General, also known as The Conqueror Worm, from 1968. Directed by Michael Reeves, written by Tom Baker, Michael Reeves, and Lewis M. Hayward. Based on the novel by Ronald Bassett, starring Vincent Price, Ian Ogilvie, Hillary Heath, and Robert Russell. I chose this because I originally learned of it on this list I reference often, Slant Magazine's list of 100 Greatest Horror Movies, and also the guy who owns my local DVD rental store, which I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, was wearing a Witchfinder General t-shirt the other day, so I figured all the cool kids know know about this movie, so we should check it out.
1: Come on, we're trying to catch up with all those cool kids. (laughs)
0: <laughs> cool kids being the like fifty year old guy with a beer gut who owns this nerdy DVD rental store down the road for me. Nice, <laughs> that sounds about right for this movie. <laughs> Had you heard of this? No,
1: no, I'd never heard of it, and uh, yeah, after looking it up, I, I saw that it made a few lists, which uh, I'm, I'm surprised because I, I don't, I couldn't even say like. I'm not aware of like any cult following it has, but apparently it does have a buzz, and I feel like it's become more appreciated uh, more recently, I guess, than it than it has been historically.
0: Yeah, I we'll talk about it more as we go, but I'm a little bit of at a loss as to what there is to uh, appreciate about this movie. Not that I didn't like it completely, but for it to be like a cult classic or appreciated so much by critics and super nerdy horror fans I was a bit surprised yeah I'm, I'm there with you yeah well anyway this movie is about a government-sanctioned witch hunter guilty of many evils he uses his position to take advantage of a woman in a small English village and her fiance goes on a hunt for the witch hunter intending to enact vigilante justice and it seems we accidentally stumbled upon another rape revenge movie
1: Oh, you're right. That's interesting. I, I never, uh, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Like, uh, the second half of this does kind of lend itself to a rape revenge genre. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Except it's not a, it's not the person who was raped seeking the revenge. It's their, <laughs> their significant other. Yeah. Yep. A, a man, obviously. Yeah. Just cause that's the way society goes and movies go. Um, yeah. This also belongs to a subgenre called folk horror. Have you heard of this? No. Uh, what, what's what's folk horror about? I think we talked about it a little bit in the Wicker Man episode. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily a super well known subgenre. I think some critic name dropped it once, and it's gotten some traction. Um, it's basically films that focus, from what I understand, it's kind of vague and hard to understand. This genre. It's films that focus on the landscape of the British countryside and small communities in, in that landscape that, like, partly due to their isolation, practice strange things like human sacrifice oh. or torture or demonic type stuff. Yeah, um, and I think the person who coined that name for the subgenre ties it to three movies. Be- that have become known as the unholy trinity and that's this movie which finder general from 1968 mm-hmm. blood on satan's claw from 1971 and the wicker man from 1973 oh wow interesting and it kind of makes sense i've never seen blood on satan's claw but this is similar to the wicker man
1: yeah uh, it is. I mean, and I, I see the themes that connect uh, those movies um, because I, I guess the focus of it might not be even like the main story that's going on, but it's like that context of the this like crowd mentality or like the society and like where it was at that point and how like scary uh, that whole aspect was Yeah, of, like and it's what like was going on in the background.
0: Very pastoral setting with these like small villages Yeah, doing
1: awful things. Right. Yeah, so it's almost like contrasting each other, like the, the 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 monster that's like in people and then, yeah, but like in these like green pastures and stuff,
0: it's, it is very really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I actually saw some mention, I was reading an article on the British Film Institute's website and I think he kind of name dropped the woman in black and the witch as things that could be modern examples.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw comparison to The Witch, uh, obviously, as as uh, you know, given the the topic. Um, I haven't seen Woman in Black, but are those those he would also consider
0: like folk horror? Then, yes. Oh wow, cool. Yeah, so it's a very it's not a well known subgenre, and it's very loose. But those are the Mm -hmm. things that I read.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. And so these three movies were the kind of the origin of folk horror. Yep. You know, I I wonder then, uh, *Errimentry*. Like, would that be considered a folk horror film? Hmm. I mean, it's based on like old folklore, it takes place a long time ago, um, where people like believed in like a blacksmith and a devil combination. Um, yeah, I mean, is is folk horror specific to the
0: English? You know, *The Witch*. I think took place in uh, colonial colonial america America, yeah yeah um i think arimentari would be it's there's kind of like a folk tale subgenre of horror oh okay so it's different Um, and since that one's focused so much on a demon and like otherworldly beings rather than people practicing strange practices (laughs) yeah um maybe that one wouldn't qualify oh okay okay got it makes sense um another subgenre do you think this is a little torture porny at all
1: uh, yeah, yeah, actually for like the year, for how old this movie is, I thought it was kind of like graphic and there there was like a good amount of like watching people do kind of gross things to other people. Yeah. Um, this Yeah, this did feel kind of like old school torture porn.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that um. a lot of critics thought like this was a pretty foul and vile movie.
1: Mm-hmm yeah I read uh, there was like a lot of censorship uh, again, like with this movie that had to take place before the screening uh, and it caused like some controversy. Um, like people saw this as like pretty um, uh, I guess pretty grotesque for like when it came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, like by today's standards, it's not that bad, but the subject matter and just what's happening to the characters is pretty pretty heavy and unpleasant to watch.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like the last few movies we've talked about, um, you know, like the, uh, My Bloody Valentine, Frankenstein, like older movies that today, by today's standards, wouldn't be considered like that gross. But I think back then, like all these movies, all kind of like raised a lot of bunch a bunch of red
0: flags and it had to yeah. get censored. Yep, indeed. Um, and yeah, nineteen sixty eight. I feel like it wasn't until the seventies that things started to get really gory. Oh so, yeah. So yeah, for back then. Uh, I think this is the same year Night of the Living Dead came out too, so. Oh, okay. That was uh, also super gory. Sure, sure. And I feel like with the censorship on this
1: one, um, I, I, just based on what I read, it was more in the UK versus like in the US. I don't feel like it was, um, you know, got a lot of pushback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the impression that I got as well. Yeah.
1: US, man. We're pretty progressive. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're, laughs> and Look like at us most go. One. I know. And like the most
0: random things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Basically violence. We're, we're super open to violence. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and gun laws. We're really
0: progressive about there being a lot of violence.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the
0: one thing. (laughs) One thing we're open to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this dude, the witch hunter, Matthew Hopkins was a real dude. Yeah. I saw
1: that. That's, that's pretty cool. It was like this young lawyer back in the day.
0: Yeah, who just decided to take up witch hunting in the English Civil War in the mid in the mid sixteen hundreds. Yep, and in the movie he's portrayed by Vincent Price, and I feel like he's he seems
1: older, and it's you know you can kind of believe it, but I guess in real life he was like in his twenties, mid twenties maybe, and that kind of like that that amazes me that aspect that like this young guy is like going around convicting uh, people uh, for being witches.
0: Something about it makes it more disturbing that he was that young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, yeah. dude, what are you doing?
1: I know. Oh. <laughs> you're so young and you're going around just killing people. Yeah. <laughs> <So that's... laughs> um, uh, and so and uh, I think people praise that, like, is this movie, based on what you read, like, are people saying it's
0: pretty accurate? No, it, there are some things that are accurate, but I think it's a fictionalized account. Like, Okay. Um, He did kill the dude who plays, um, who is uh, Sarah's dad, the priest in the village. Yeah. But the rest is pretty fabricated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, him and his posse are responsible for the executions of 300 alleged witches. Yeah. In the span of like two years. Mm -hmm. And that's like 60% of the killings that happened in the span of like 150 years right so he like really he was doing a lot yeah he was a very productive witch hunter
1: right (laughs) yeah it's probably one of the best in the industry yeah uh i was kind of thinking like what if how would like what if we became witch hunters uh today like do you think that's a thing we could do um probably not for long uh yeah I mean, he had a law degree.
0: Maybe that helped. Um,
1: <laughs> do Do you think like there's some some way we could go about becoming it?
0: Basically, you just like do all these tests on people that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love like the the flawed
1: logic. It's like, well, we're gonna put them in water, and uh, if they float, they're a witch, or If they drown and die, <laughs> they weren't a witch.
0: Yes. I can't believe that actually happened. It's like, not only was everybody an awful person, but they were really stupid too. Yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, that, that part is always like so hard to believe. And even when you watch these movies like that, it's just so hard to like understand like why, like this whole town or crowd of people would just buy into those, uh, things that like one person is kind of making up and saying.
0: Yeah. I just, I, it's one of those things you look back on and you can't believe happened.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But I don't know. Like, do you,
1: you think uh, there are any parallels to like things we're doing today, or like? Well, I guess we wouldn't know, right, until like hundred years from
0: now, looking back. But um, you know, it's interesting to think about what we'll look back on a hundred years from now and be like, we all just thought that was okay, but yeah, it was awful.
1: Yeah, I guess every every like decade or century, you have those practices. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so it was interesting. I, I feel like that the witch story is those. Interesting because I, it's it's something crazy that happened a long time ago, but you know there's something going on today that's similar.
0: Yeah, indeed, and I mean, in other parts of the world, there are horrible things happening that we that are barely blips on our our radar.
1: Oh yeah, not for sure.
0: Um, oh man, yeah. I'm gonna tr- I would try to recount a current event that's happening now and then sound like an <laughs> idiot because.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of <laughs> things we could
0: controversial items we could bring up. Yeah. The tie, tie to this. Um, speaking of controversy, apparently Vincent Price and Michael Reeves, the director, really didn't get along with each other on this.
1: Well, so Vincent Price wasn't the first choice, right? That was kind of put on the director?
0: Yeah, and Reeves him. was like very clear about that to Price. Like, I don't want you here.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which is crazy, because like Vincent Price, he's, he's like such a huge name. And like you think, uh, I mean, who wouldn't want him like on in their film at that time?
0: Yeah, I think he thought Vincent Price was like kind of this cheese ball over the top mustache twisting villain. Yeah. Which he kind of was. And this was kind of a more menacing and subtle villain. Mm-hmm. And so Christopher Lee apparently, or uh, Christopher Lee, sorry, I'm jumping to my next topic. Vincent Price ended up being like really pleased with his performance. But yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds and- like the director could have just been like, hey, I want you to play it this way instead right. of being an asshole about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it caused some friction. I I, I was I was uh, surprised. I I didn't recognize Vincent Price uh, in this. I mean, I, I saw his name and then looking at it he just looked like so different than like the other things we've seen him in.
0: Yeah, and I think that's just physically he wasn't that different. I mean, he is, you know, at least ten years older than he was in House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. But yeah, his presence is very different. Yep. Yep. Def- much more menacing and. Um, kind of like true life creepy instead of horror movie creepy. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I, I, And that's kind of like the vibe of the whole film. It's it's more like just like how ridiculous and, and uh, true life creepiness versus uh, like scares, right?
0: Yeah, that's where the horror comes from in this for sure because it's really not that scary. Yeah, right. Um, but it's horrifying what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, Vincent Price is, like, pretty proud of himself for his, his acting in this.
0: Yeah, and it's, it struck me because in another movie from this unholy trinity of the uh, folk horror genre, Wicker Man, Christopher Lee, who, like Vincent Price, had a career of a ton of horror movies, often this, like, exaggerated or slightly campy villain... He was then in like a very serious role in The Wicker Man, and he also felt that was his best performance in oh. any movie he had been in. So it's just interesting that within this tiny little subgenre, yeah. two of these really big-name horror actors at the time had ultra-serious and uncharacteristic performances. Right, that they claim were their best. That's that's what's yeah. interesting, because you wouldn't hear that today, right?
1: Like someone being like, oh, my best role was uh, The Conjuring or Pernal Activity. That's my best work. Yeah. Uh, people don't don't generally assume like you'll get the best acting in a horror film,
0: right? But these dudes, I think part of it is these dudes have been doing very cut and dry horror films their whole careers, and oh, these yeah. movies are much more nuanced than yeah. These say, are like the more... Curse of Frankenstein or House on Haunted Hill. Sure, yeah,
1: these were kind of more uh, like a, a, a drama versus uh, horror, I guess, or scary. Yeah. Um. So I I was a little confused. So so this movie has two titles, um, and the other title is The Conqueror Worm, which I think they use in the U.S. Um, what, uh, they were trying to tie it to some other film with that
0: name, right? Yeah. Apparently Roger Corman, a director, had done a series of Edgar Allan Poe related films starring Vincent Price. Mm -hmm. And even though this movie has nothing to do with any of Edgar Allan Poe's stories, they like wanted to tie it to those for marketing purposes because those movies had done well. Wow. So they retitled it The Conqueror Worm, which is, I think, a poem by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And I think they inserted some narration by Vincent Price where he was reading from the poem. Oh, man. I can only Basically imagine just how... a marketing ploy.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine how like pissed the director would be that in the U.S. they just renamed the movie and tried to attach it to different franchise.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he would have felt about that yeah
1: probably yeah. not very good right I, I read a story about some uh soldiers US soldiers like watching the film in uh Hong Kong and at first they saw it with the Witchfinder finder title then they went to see another movie which was the same movie but just with this other title and they got yeah, they were uh,
0: pissed that they saw the yeah. same movie twice and didn't know it
1: yeah yeah it turned into a big row and demanded their money back
0: yeah yeah caused the scene did you see that this is, uh, it looks like this might be slated for a remake in yeah. 2019.
1: Uh, that, that, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, that really interesting. Cause it's the director from
1: the movie drive, right. That would be remaking it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's something that's already been production has started or finished on and might be released this year or if it's something yeah. they're starting work on this year or what, it was hard to find info on that.
1: Yeah, you know, given, like, the success of, like, The Witch and Hereditary, um, I, I kind of feel like if you did a modern-day remake and hit on those drama angles and the and the, pers- the person um, or the character deep dives, like, th- there could be uh, a cool version of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd be into that.
1: Yeah, yep, a proper cool. treatment.
0: All right, man, anything else before we start diving into the plot and get into some spoilers?
1: Uh, No, how, how'd you tie this one to our home state?
0: Oh, right. Um, so it seems there's only one record of a witch trial taking place in Ohio, and it was in southwestern Ohio, a woman Mm -hmm. who was accused by two young girls who I think were her neighbors of being a witch. And in 1805, there was a trial where she was weighed against the Bible. Wow. And if she was really a witch, apparently the Bible would have been heavier than her. Wow. Because the Bible would have been like fighting back against this evil. Yeah. But she was heavier than the Bible, so she was proclaimed innocent <laughs> that's a new one I haven't heard of that test right it's pretty but equally as stupid as like throwing someone in the water to see if they float like yeah. a witch
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty I, I, I'm surprised though that uh that one like it, it seems you're more likely to win uh and be heavier than the bible Um, yeah, so so I feel like the odds are more likely in your favor, but I'm still surprised that like there wasn't like some way they gamed it so that, uh, the Bible would have been heavier, like attached or the, maybe the balance wasn't, you know, correct or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if they did have some way to game it. It seems like you wouldn't come up with something like that unless you had some way to rig it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise like you like accuse like three people and no one's lighter than a Bible and
0: the whole test is thrown out the window. It's just like the entire town's really bored, so yeah. <laughs> we <Wait. laughs> just want to go do something in the town square and then move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Might as well just pick up some groceries. Lime out here. <laughs> do you, you think a part of these witch trials was for like entertainment? Oh yeah, I would guess so. People were just like bored, and they needed like that kind of drama or sensation going around around them.
0: I, I, I don't know. I could see so. Although, I mean. Life was hard back then, so it was probably hard to get bored. But yeah, I don't know, man. Anything? Just, I'm sure there are many, many books written on why this happened. But yeah, I can't say I know. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm sure it was a, a variety of factors. Yeah. Yep. All right, buddy. Anything else, or should we head into the plot? I'm um, good. Let's dive into the plot. Okay. Cool. Well, before we do, I'm going to, I got to go take care of something and then I'll come right back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, man, I'm back. Hey, you take care of what you have to take care of? Yeah. I feel a little bad about this. I don't know if I should mention it, but I just tore a few pages out of my Bible just to make it a little bit lighter in case anybody <laughs> comes a- knocking Oh man,
1: that's a good. good move, good precautionary yeah. thing to do. Yeah, we should all take a page out of that
0: book <laughs> <laughs> protect nice. ourselves Nice. prematurely, yeah. Okay, man. Well. Let's dive into the plot. This story takes place in 1645 during the English Civil War. We've got a soldier named Richard who's just established himself as a pretty good soldier by saving his captain's life, and he's now on leave to go back home to his village where he's visiting his girlfriend, Sarah. Sarah's father is the priest in the village, and he asks for her father's permission to marry her. And... The priest says, yeah, and also you should get her the hell out of here because I think we're in danger.
1: Yeah, doesn't he promise to like run away with her that night or like take I her think, out of town that night?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I can't remember the the uh, exact details of it, but he yeah. proposes, she says yes, and then he ends up having to go back to his army. I think he's only got a certain number of vacation days he can use essentially. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, uh,
1: I think like the the opening scene of this, though, like there's like this uh, five minute, sorry, not five minutes, but like yeah, a minute or two monologue just explaining like the whole political climate, like that the, you know, the states are like broken apart. You have this army that's like going around, you have these rebels that are fighting. It's just like all this like uh, context that's thrown at you, like right off the bat, which I'm not sure really mattered.
0: I was but, instantly bored by that.
1: Yeah, me too. I like forgot it
0: happened until you just said it. Yeah, the opening of the movie felt like a history lecture. <laughs> yeah. That was like so unnecessary. <laughs> and there was also a hanging of a witch in the opening, but it wasn't necessarily connected to the main plots. Just oh. a, a way
1: yeah, to fair. start off
0: on a scary tone. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was random. But yeah, so he he's part of that army,
0: supposedly, I guess. That's that's out doing whatever. Yeah. 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 Sounds like they're just different factions of people. Every, the whole country's torn apart and different sides and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So he goes back to his squad, whatever you call a group of army people. Um, Meanwhile, Matthew Hopkins, Vincent Price, who is the witch finder, and his crony Stern come into Sarah's village, and they start torturing her dad, the priest. Um, And by the way, his buddy Stern was... The director didn't like his voice, so his voice is dubbed over by a different actor in post-production. Oh. this and is it's pretty obvious how poorly synced his voice specifically was. This is like the sidekick
1: for Vincent Price's uh, Witch Hunter character? Yep.
0: yep. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So they roll up in there, and they're torturing the priest, and Sarah ends up kind of implying sexual favors to hopkins if if he'll spare her father yeah and there and this is
1: like one of the first scenes where they're like do you see them torturing uh the dad right like stabbing him was it like stabbing, stabbing him in the with back a knif- yeah yeah
0: repeatedly the, with the knife yeah with like a small knife looking for the devil's mark that won't bleed when you stab it and that means he's a witch yeah yeah um so anyway Sarah's approach works for a little while Hopkins is hanging out at the village village kind of shacking up with Sarah and <laughs> then he's called away on some sort of business and has to leave the village leaving his partner Stern there by himself and Stern takes this opportunity to rape Sarah um, and they do show that it's nothing graphic is shown but it's still not a pleasant scene mm-hmm. Um Hopkins comes back, finds out that this has happened. He's pissed at Stern and doesn't really want to be with Sarah anymore. I don't know if he feels she's been defiled by Stern or what. Um, and then they proceed to torture and end up killing her father. And then they move on to the next village. But first, uh, they prove that
1: he's a witch by putting him in water and seeing if he floats, right?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, they do. And he, he fails that... A couple other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh and And he floats so they they assume he's a witch, yep, yeah, makes again
0: perfect sense, yeah can can argue with that logic, <laughs> and Richard ends up coming back to the village. he finds out what happened, and he vows revenge, so he sets out to find and kill Matthew Hopkins and Stern. He does end up finding them in this one village, but Hopkins has kind of beat him to the punch. He knows he's coming. And he ends up having somebody accuse Richard and Sarah of being witches. So Richard and Sarah are imprisoned. Hopkins has them in custody, and he's torturing Sarah in front of Richard in an attempt to get Richard to confess to being a witch. Richard ends up breaking free, and he gives Stern, like, the spur on the back of his boot. He, like, knocks Stern to the ground and then gives him the spur to the face, which was pretty gnarly. Yeah, this is a cool fight scene. Yeah, and then he gets the upper hand on Hopkins pretty quickly and just starts hacking away at him with an axe while Hopkins is, like, land there on the ground screaming. Meanwhile, Sarah's just screaming as well, and then some of Richard's soldier friends walk in on this, and as it's happening, they end up shooting Hopkins in the head, I think kind of to put him out of his misery while Richard's hacking away at him. Yeah. And then Richard is, like, Enraged by this, that he wasn't the one to deal the death blow to Hopkins, <laughs> and the movie yeah. ends with him shouting like, "You took him from me! Yeah. You took him from <laughs> me!" Yeah, and Sarah's like screaming bloody murder in the background, and then that's it. Yeah, movie it's ends. it's weird because like,
1: is that a happy ending? Uh, I mean, they <laughs> they they killed the uh, the 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 lawyer, the the, the witch finder. But um, yeah, kind of like they went
0: crazy at the end, right? Yeah, it, it it had a very dark feel to it, rather than a victorious feel.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel like uh
0: like uh the, the, they saved the day. Kind of felt like yeah, a, a which you rim. know, I'm sure if you ever had to actually kill somebody like that, you wouldn't necessarily feel like yeah, yeah you did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, high fives. <laughs> yeah, we Let's here. have
0: some cotton candy.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, for, pretty pretty violent, I guess, throughout. It was, yeah. And I think the original ending was even more violent. Um, I, I think it involved Richard torturing Hopkins to the point that Hopkins confessed to being a witch, and then he killed oh, him. Oh, wow. That would have been crazy. What a twist. I know, I would have liked that. But I think that, uh, it again, as you mentioned earlier, in an effort to make this a little bit more violent for the censors, they, they changed the ending. Oh yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah. shoot that ending or anything. They, they changed the script before oh, okay. they even started filming. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I guess that wouldn't have made sense because, um, part of this movie is like showing the divide, like how these soldiers like are so, um, you know, they, they're like so above or like they, they don't buy into like the whole witch thing. And it's the witch, uh, hunt and like the, the people, the people who are like buying into it are the townspeople. Um, so that would have been crazy if he had like at the end was like, oh no, now you're a witch or you got to say you're a witch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I feel like he would have done it just as an extra F you to Hopkins. Yeah.
1: Oh, sure. Like knowing that it's like BS and yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think of this movie, man?
1: Um, have you ever seen a horror movie with so many scenes of someone riding a horse through a meadow? <laughs> it <laughs> like 10 minutes of him just like racing around on a horse like she just randomly
0: <laughs> there's a lot of clip clopping of horse feet in this movie
1: yeah that kind of kills the horror for me i i don't know uh i don't know what other horror films like have people riding around on horses
0: yeah um
1: probably sleepy hollow that's the only one i can think of yeah and in that one that makes sense yeah. But this one he was just like, uh, all right, I'm going to go home. It's going to take me a day. All right, now I'm headed back. It's going to take me two days. Oh, let's yeah. go find Sarah. It'll take another 3 days for us to get there." <laughs> There's just like a montages of him riding around.
0: <laughs> it was boring. In, yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty slow and boring i also thought the acting was like pretty subdued like especially the main hero guy or whatever that soldier guy like i thought he was probably like the worst actor i've seen he was just so like dead faced the whole time like he finds out his girlfriend or fiance has been raped he's like he's been caught by like the the guy and he's just like there in handcuffs being like i'm gonna kill you that kind of thing he was just he didn't make a I, i didn't feel like anything from him did you
0: he was a little bit wooden. I, I don't necessarily feel like it was a bad thing that he wasn't over the top with it, but yeah, hmm. yeah, mixed feelings. Well, he he like
1: basically like the way uh, he gets apprehended by the witchfinder. Like he's in bed with Sarah, and and uh, and then like the witchfinder knocks on the door, and he opens it, and they just like handcuff him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you." And I mean, he, he just like kept saying it, but he, you know, I mean, I guess at the end he does it somehow, but I just didn't really like feel like the, I, I didn't understand his plan the whole time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to buy into his cockiness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, yeah. but yeah, but I, I thought it was kind of slow and, and boring and I, I didn't feel like, I, I'm surprised Prince thought this was, or, uh, or F- Vincent Price thought this was one of his best performances because I, I thought everyone in this was kind of stoic or like just scowling the whole time.
0: But I, I don't know, what, what did you think overall? I can see why Price thought that. It, I did think he did a good job and it wasn't very over the top. It was pretty subdued, like you said, but I do think that was effective Mm-hmm. It it made it a little bit more realistic and and creepy.
1: Yeah, yeah, who's I, yeah? I guess you're right. I can see like him, if you look at like what he was doing and who he was, like that is pretty dark and creepy.
0: Yeah, I also felt like the ending, you know, for as long I guess it wasn't that long, but it just felt boring and drawn out. Mm-hmm. And then to have that ending that was a bit climactic and didn't really leave you feeling any release after. Yeah. You know seeing the rape and all the torture it was just kind of like yeah okay yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you, you have this like very like slow uh, boring kind of movie and then yeah at the end you, you just have a more of a like of a downer feeling it's, it's just very heavy I guess
0: yeah yeah it did it did feel very heavy but also you didn't feel that invested in it either so it was just kind of like watching miserable things happen yeah exactly um, did you feel like you had a
1: strong protagonist in this one?
0: Um, I think they at least made the effort to make Richard the strong protagonist, but mm-hmm. I, as you said, I didn't feel that attached to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, you know, one of the actors, one of the characters that I thought was more effective in this film was the sidekick for Vincent Price. I thought he was like a little more scarier looking and more of like a rough guy. That you couldn't really predict the the one that goes and and he like rapes uh, Sarah. Uh, what what did you think of his character?
0: Yeah, he was he was scary too, but he was a bit more of the like visceral, very obviously and violently scary. Like he was yeah. the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent Price was just a bit more unsettling. Like mm-hmm. this dude has purely you don't necessarily know what his motivations are. You just know he's a bad, bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And Stern was a bit more cut and dry. Like he just wants to like torture people. He like admitted that he liked it. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. It it was an interesting uh, contrast between those two. Like that was like his henchmen, uh, and he was the, uh, kind of, yeah, the more creepier, like educated guy that's gone around doing it. I, I kind of wish, uh, more time or depth was given to, you know, uh, Vincent Price's character as the witch finder, like, yeah, who he was, like why he was doing this. Uh, otherwise it was just kind of like a slice of like, here's something that's happening versus like, why, why is he doing this?
0: Yeah. But I also feel like they did spend a decent amount of time with Vincent Price and Stern and part of, the reason you aren't that attached to Richard might be because a lot of the camera time went to the villains instead of him. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's true. That's true. You, you didn't see a lot of Richard, and it is mostly Vincent Price. But, like, do you ever feel like we get any idea of, like, why Vincent Price is doing this, or why the vit- witch finder is the witch finder? Is it, is it for no, money?
0: No, we don't really. Yeah, he does get money. Like, the magistrates of every town pay him for, like, hey, thanks for finding and killing that witch. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, um, I know. <laughs> and in real life he wasn't government sanctioned. he was just a rogue dude doing it on his own, yeah, right, um, that's crazy. so I don't know what his motivations were in real life or in the movie, right, Aside right. from just being a messed up dude,
1: yeah, probably just like capitalizing on on a business, I guess, yeah, right um and the music throughout I guess is kind of like that old um uh, I figure what, what do you call that like the medieval type of music? Yeah, uh, God. What do you call that music? Yeah, like like knights. It, it, it brings to mind like knights, uh, get that that kind of era of music. Oh, God! It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Something. <you'd>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, K- King Arthur right. type.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, it is like a British folky medieval type. Yeah. Folk. God. Uh, what did you think
1: uh, <laughs> <get that> of <laughs> What did you think of like the the special effects like the given all the blood that was shown did you find that effective at all
0: You know I kind of like the 60s and 70s movies with this like neon red blood mm-hmm. um, something about that is enjoyable to me kind of like comic booky Yeah um I thought the gore was pretty good and and creepy How about you uh
1: i i think it was i thought it was kind of silly but i i think you you know you're right it's like that 60s 70s era effects yeah. where like everything's a little kind of stylized um right. but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a little over the top and unnecessary
0: yeah the colors in these movies are just a little bit more vivid and less mm-hmm. less realistic yeah yeah exactly it's a little more over the top yeah all right, man. So zero to five spurs in the eyeball. What do you give this movie?
1: Ah, uh, man, it was, it was it wasn't a fun watch. I, I I'd have to give this like one and a half spurs. In yeah. the Eyes. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I
0: give it a two. Yeah. I did get a little invested in the story and um, as it as it was all going down, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I can't say I. If somebody was like, "Hey, why don't if I turn on Witchfinder General?" I'd probably be like, eh. <laughs> "I'm leaving." I don't really want you to. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, w- I, think they could if they remade this one. You could make it like really cool, tied to like, uh, par- like things that are going on. Say like, you know, draw some cool parallels. I, I would love to see like Sarah get more of a role, and like instead of just like being this victim throughout the movie, that's like saved by this, uh, or not like try, try to get you know, the, the actor was trying to revenge her. Um, I, I think they could, you know, make her more of a, a cool empowered, uh, character.
0: Yeah. Maybe make her be the one that offs Stern and Hopkins. Yeah. And God, maybe you don't even need Richard in there.
1: Yeah. Please. Yeah. Get rid of that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: you think more horses in the yeah, remake, right? Definitely
1: more, <laughs> more people riding around on horses and through meadows. That's definitely going to amp it up.
0: Alternate title, the conqueror horse.
1: <laughs> yeah that's brilliant <laughs>
0: let's get these ideas over to them <laughs> uh actually instead of a stir to the a spur to the eyeball for stern it's a horse's hoof <laughs> i know that's basically what it decide, have but why don't we have any movies with horse protagonists yeah i know
1: that's that's true it's 2019 Damn. i know let's let's <laughs> but yeah seriously let's get with the times <laughs> uh okay man
0: anything else before we close up shop here no no i'm good cool all right everybody that is it for our discussion on witch finder general aka the conqueror worm uh hope you enjoyed it if you did or you did not please leave us a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts um an Apple Podcast Review or iTunes or whatever they're calling it these days would be great. If you want to join in the discussion, you can check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Those are also good places to check and see what movie we're going to cover next. We're Horror Movie Club Podcast on Facebook and at Horror Movie Pod on Twitter. You can email us at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. That's also our website if you want to peruse that. Our logo is done by Amy May Popart check her out on se.com she has so many great things to purchase and until next time just take a moment to appreciate the fact that you're not currently living in the 17th century where you wouldn't even have podcasts to accompany you through your mundane daily activities like being repeatedly stabbed in the back drowned and then burned at the stake yikes